Well, 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 dragons, here we are at episode 50, one of our first landmark episodes. Uh, I'm super excited to take this one back to the beginning, and we talk to the guy who kind of uh, put some fire in my ass to get this podcast up and posted. Uh, so it is with our good friend Epic Grays, a.k.a. Joe Hogan, host of the Geektitude podcast and co-host of the State of the Geek podcast with our friend Kelly Hightower. I was super excited to get back and talk with Joe, um, just because Joe and I love podcasting and love talking about nerdy things uh, with each other. So it was a lot of fun. I really hope you guys enjoyed this very special episode. And now for the show notes. Again, uh, coming up this weekend is LA Cookie Con. So come on down if you're in the LA area and have a, go to a con that represents sweets, cookies, and cupcakes. Uh, yeah, it's delicious, and I know that might sound weird on a health and fitness podcast, but you know, uh, everybody needs a cheat day. So, there you go. And other than that, uh, please subscribe, download, comment, leave me a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll, uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. Workout Nerd Out. In the basement rolling dice. Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 5-0 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Yes, we have made it all the way to episode 50. We are very excited. 15 more and we get our AARP podcast card. Um, and today I wanted to bring back one of my favorite guests and a very good friend. Uh, you know him as the host of the Geektitude podcast as well as one of the uh, one of the hosts of the State of the Geek podcast. He, it was very important for me to get him back for episode 50, mostly because uh, about one year ago, he is what kind of inspired me and kicked my ass into gear to actually start releasing episodes. So everybody, welcome back. Uh, Joe Hogan. Joe, how are you? I'm doing great. And uh, before we begin, I just have to thank you. I am exceedingly honored to be your your 50th episode guest. I, I if people are are relatively new to podcasts, that's kind of a big deal. So I'm I'm very honored that you'd pick me for for episode 50. Well, um, I'm you know I I wanted it to be special, and I I kept thinking, okay, well, do I want to reach out to you know, like a bigger name celebrity or, a, a you know, a, this other podcast host. But every time I thought about it, it just kept coming back to you and what you've meant to, A, the geek community at large, but also to me as a friend and to me as a uh, podcast inspiration. And it just kept coming back and pointing to you. And I was like, yeah, let's get Joe back on. <laughs> well, I very much appreciate it. All right. Um, so what's been going on? Uh, I know you, everyone's like, well, what's going on with Joe? What's new? We haven't heard We haven't heard from him in like, you know, 40 episodes. And I'm like, 
and Joe and I talk on like a weekly basis, and we just recorded an hour podcast for Geektitude, so I know what's going on with you. <laughs> yes, but your listeners don't. The listeners do not. So what is going on with you, my friend? The the biggest thing that is going on with me right now is we have a in our lives a a new puppy. And and while that is not necessarily in and of itself geeky, um it is taking up a lot of our time. So our our lives right now um revolve around this 12-week-old Havanese puppy. And uh, his name is Oliver Queen Lancelotti Hogan. Uh, my my husband's last name is Lancelotti, so uh, that is uh, and that was Matt's uh, my husband's choice to name him. And my my husband is not of the geek persuasion, so I mean he is, but it's not not standard geekiness like comic books. So for him to name uh, our dog after a comic book character was was a big a big deal. But he has been taking up a big portion of of our of our lives and our hearts, and and we're excited to have him in in the, in our home now. As far as podcasting stuff goes, uh, since I've been on when you had me on originally, I I had been doing um, Geektitude for for several months, and and so we've hit our fiftieth episode, we hit our one year anniversary, um, we've done conventions together we have uh built this really cool community of people that are are just awesome and positive and um anybody who's started a podcast knows that they're very addicting and so since we've talked last i started up state of the geek which is kind of a um more political look on on geek culture and when we we uh, originally i i pitched it to to our friend uh, Kelly Hightower who who's also been on this show um this was pre-election this was like during the summer and so we were just kind of looking at it as a way to kind of attack things like gamergate and to try and really go after um topics like diversity in in comic books and and really look at those kind of of topics and then the amazingness that is the car wreck of our our current administration uh came down and like like nighttime television it, it kind of benefited us because we went from having a podcast that was just kind of about the concept was just kind of about geek stuff. And now it's about how politics and geek culture kind of parallels politics in real life. And, um, and it has been quite eye opening. We, we, we should have seen this coming during Gamer, Gamergate because our latest episode that just released was, uh, was very much about that, about how all the stuff that we saw in, um, in the election as far as social media and lines being drawn happened in Gamergate. And we, we, we could have seen that as a precursor. So it's, it's very interesting, although tragic <laughs> that, that that's what we're, we're covering, but it's, it's where we're at. So. Yeah. And I mean, on, on the plus side is you guys will have Many, 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 many topics to talk about. Um, you could probably turn State of the Geek into a daily podcast. 
Yes, we probably could, but we're we're still keeping it at a month uh, month <laughs> podcast because you know I, I'm having trouble getting the episodes out on time as it is between the puppy the the geekitude episodes and now state of the geek. But so we're, we we release once a month. We're trying to release the last Wednesday of every month, but uh, we may have been a day or two late this last uh, <laughs> this last episode. Uh, well, I I couldn't tell you if you're right or wrong because I'm still. A couple weeks behind from, uh, I was on vacation, and so I haven't listened to podcasts in about two weeks, so I'm slowly but surely catching up. And then, of course, I'm getting uh, into new other podcasts. People are finding me, and they're referring me to other things, and so I'm trying those out, and it's ridiculous. It just it snowballs like there's there's just not enough time in the day and both of you and I have like ridiculous commutes and I'm still not able to get through all my podcasts at this point. Oh yeah, and it's it's dude, are are you listening to them at a higher speed? No, 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 I'm not, <laughs> and I should, and I realize that, but you know, I try and I have I have so I have so much stress uh, between my job and, and everything else that it's kind of like I don't want to add anything that's more energizing than it needs to be. So that's... speeding something up is not necessarily uh, good for my mental state as I try and relax on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually probably a good call. I never I never really really thought about that one. Um, so I know a lot of our, uh, listeners and readers of the blog follow your game plan. Whereas, uh, the way we actually met was last year, uh, you wanted to do an episode on, on new year's resolutions and getting back into fitness and other things like that. So it's been about a year since you and I actually started developing a friendship and I want to say... It's probably been about a year since you started writing Game Plan. Yeah, it's. I, I think we just passed. In fact, I should probably the next uh, Game Plan talk about a year in because I think if it wasn't the last issue, um, it should be this next one. Should be my my one year. Yeah. Um, yeah. How are things? Uh, how are things going with that? And not, well, not just the blog, but like your health in general. Well, good and bad. I mean, I, when I started Game Plan, I I wasn't in necessarily bad health. I just wasn't in good health. I, you know, I definitely can lose stand to lose some weight. I definitely can stand to eat better and everything else. And and my exercise was was not um was basically non-existent at that point. And um and we've had good times and we've had bad times. I I, I still struggle with the weight. Um, diet is not is not my area of strength. Um, a, a lot of that has to do with, I am a, a, a stress eater and, um, with, with politics and everything else that's going on in the world right now, there's a lot of stress. So, you know, I don't need the excuse to, uh, to eat the, uh, Girl Scout cookies that uh, <laughs> students are bringing into class. Um, but what I think I do have been making some, some nice strides on is, is getting more, more active, um, we were very excited to get the dog, and we're we're waiting for him to get his shot so we can start taking him on walks around the block. But we're we're playing with him with balls and tossing things around. Um, I I just recently got a personal trainer, which I actually met at one of your panels at Palm Springs Comic Con. So that was pretty amazing. He's a fellow geek uh, in Cathedral City named uh, Jaime Jimenez, and he has his own little um, conditioning club. And I, I think he has renewed my my love of working out. So, 
uh, once a week, my husband and I go and train with him. And when we get the puppy to a point where we can leave him alone for longer stretches of time, uh, we're going to start taking his classes and, and working out multiple times a week. So, so those are the big things as far as, as changes over the last year. Excellent. Have you found that working with Jaime has increased your physical activity outside of those personal training sessions or not so much? Um, yes and no. I think when I started game plan, you know, the, the G in game plan in game is, uh, is an acronym for gradual changes, accountability, um, moderation and enthusiasm. And so the G is, is the, uh, gradual changes. And I'd been trying to do that for a while, even before, um, I started with Jaime. So, one of the big things that I've been doing since I started writing that blog is when I, I work on a college campus and, um, the, the high school that I teach on that college campus is, um, downhill from, from the main campus. So I'll walk up to the main campus and they have like a salad bar, um, up there. And so I'll walk to my food. And even if I, yeah. And even if I don't have a lot of time, Across the street, the other direction is a, a farm store run by the school, and so I'll go over there and pick up a sandwich. But I am—I I don't bring food with me anymore to school because it, it means if I want to eat, I have to get off my butt and and walk somewhere. And so, just little things like that for me, um, you know, going uphill to get the food—you know—it's a nice twenty-minute walk, gets me out, gets me moving, and it, it's little things like that that I've been trying to make those gradual changes along the way. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, where do you think you still have room for improvement? Well, the big things to the food. The big things of food. Um, one of the things that Jaime is is encouraging me to do and is introducing me to is um, is planning my food a little bit better uh, ahead of time. So, like one of the things that that he and I didn't even realize this was a thing was overnight oats. I don't know if you know anything oh. about overnight oats. Apparently, no. you can make oatmeal the night before, and it's perfectly fine. You just kind of put oats and and milk or almond milk or whatever uh, in a jar with whatever you want it mixed up with, and you put it in the fridge, and the next morning, it's edible. Um, oh. Yeah, and so for, for me, I, I leave – I get up at 5 in the morning. I've been getting up at 4.55 this, lately because I've been trying to put in a – um, at least 10 minutes of meditation in the morning because uh, for for a good over the over the holidays my game plan posts kind of switched to mental health because I think after the elections I was definitely in a place where I needed to combat some depression and some uh, major stress and so I, I kind of focused on trying to make my life a little bit less stressful and and happier and and with that was um, a lot of motiva- um meditation. And trying to uh, just kind of center myself a little bit so that I'm I'm prepared to go into the day. But between the puppy and trying to get um, meditation in, I I have about 45 minutes in the morning to get up, get showered, get dressed, and go. And uh, you know Jaime is saying, well, you know, you you really shouldn't make that two-hour drive to work every day. Um, without having something already in your system because that's two hours that your metabolism is just kind of on on idle and so 
I'm, I'm the next step of my, my plan is to start preparing something that I can grab and go. And there's some like overnight oat shakes that I can make. And, um, and I don't want to plan food for lunch because I think that'll stop me from the walking, but I do want to start planning easy dinners because my husband and I, by the time I get home at night are, we're exhausted. And so it's very easy to just run out and grab takeout and that's never healthy. So the other part of the food planning is coming up with easy things that my husband can either pop into the um, crock pot before I get home or, or that we have planned ahead of time so that we're just kind of monitoring what our food intake is. Yes. And that's, that's very important. I'm actually, uh, I've said this on the podcast before and everyone knows it. Proper planning prevents poor performance. Absolutely. And with, with the, the weeks that I, either make the most gains in the gym or I lose the most weight on the scale are the weeks where I do devote, you know, one day to meal planning. And Mm -hmm. that's just either I'm planning out what meals I'm going to cook or I cook everything on Sunday and then, and then eat it throughout the week. But it's, it's a lot easier and it sets you up for success and not failure. The, the problem is you have to have some give and take because if you cook, like I crock pot a week's worth of meals, but I'm talking 10 meals, lunches and dinners, and it's all the mm-hmm. same meal. So mm-hmm. by Thursday at lunch, I've had the same thing six or seven times. Like I'm sick of it. And so it does take a little bit of determination and eating for sustenance and not for pleasure to get through Thursday dinner, Friday lunch. And then usually Friday dinner is date night where me and my wife will go out and, and, you know, treat ourselves, treat yourself. Yeah. Well, and I see, I'm, I'm one of those people who I don't mind that I can have the same thing over and over again. I don't, my, my weakness comes in the idea of uh, depriving myself of something so by saying that I can't have something, that's where I, um, uh, that that's that's where I resist, and um, but I'm also not somebody who can do something in moderation. So I'm not one of those people who can just like go, oh well, I'll just have one cookie. Oh yeah. If I'm gonna have a cookie, I'm gonna have a bunch of cookies. So I have to either go all or nothing, and that's where my struggle tends to be. Is you know, if I plan, that's great, but I have to plan in a way that allows me to have the things I want without overindulging in them. Um, the, the, the best success I've had, and this was uh, a little bit prior to, um, to starting game plan was I, I just cut out carbs and I found that I was fine with that overall, but I needed a friggin' potato. And if I didn't get a friggin' potato soon, I was going to, I was going to stab somebody. And so, you know, going into my my new food trying to get a new food regimen going and if i say all right i'm going to limit carbs i also need to know that i can't limit all carbs i need to be able to say okay i'm not going to have french fries but if i want a baked potato i'm having a baked potato because it's going to keep me from going nuts and then just jumping off the the wagon do you feel the same way like how what are your thoughts on sweet potatoes i love sweet potatoes it doesn't satisfy the potato urge okay um i want to i want to try sunchokes because i've heard that they can be prepared 
um, in a similar way to potatoes, and that might do it. But they're not as easy to find. They're not as readily available. So I need to find I, I need to locate a source of sunchokes before I can give that a try. Yeah. Uh, well, I gotta say, um, you you said something really interesting, which is where like you struggle if you tell yourself you can't have something. Mm-hmm. I tell myself I don't eat something like it's it's if someone if i'm trying to think of like the girl scout cookie example um instead of saying i can't have girl scout cookies i i don't eat girl scout cookies eating girl Mm -hmm. scout cookies is not in line with my goals so don't get me wrong i could eat an entire box of samoas and in fact i have before in one sitting it was not pretty but <laughs> when my goals changed, it's not so much that I can't eat the Girl Scout cookies. It's that I don't eat the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I, I listened to the Happier podcast with Gretchen Rubin and her sister, um, who's her co-host, um, Elizabeth. She she puts it in. She her French fries and and potato chips are like her her vibe. And she she says I have liberated myself from potatoes, or I've li- liberated myself from French fries. So um, <laughs> I kind of I kind of like that because I feel like you're you're empowering yourself as opposed to um, denying yourself something. So that's that's my ne- one of my next strategies is to to free myself from carbs and excess sugar. Oh, that's wonderful. I look I I really hope that you uh, are successful in that. And anything I can do to help you, please let me know. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think, I think for me, I have to be in a mental place where I can, um, I can get, get there. And I think right now the, the first step is, okay, can, it's gotta be gradual changes for me. I have to say, all right, can I get myself a healthy breakfast that I make at home and take with me in the morning every day? And once I get to that, I, I've already already got the, all right, I'm working to, I'm, I'm walking to my lunch and I'm trying to pick healthy things for lunch. So then I can move it into dinner. All right. What am I doing with my husband to make sure that dinner is, um, is better than, um, than it usually is. And then the final thing is, is it's very hard for me to sit and watch TV and not snack. And so while this is going on, I need to limit that, but I'm not going to take that away quite yet. I'm going to, I'm going to reduce, but until I've got the rest of it in line, I'm going to, I'm going to leave that alone and say, all right, I'm allowed to treat at night because that means I've succeeded through the day. That's wonderful. That's yeah. yeah. And I want to say, at least in terms of, um, preparation, I don't know how, how this would affect your household financially because it is a little bit expensive. But there is a food delivery service called Macroplate. Macroplate. That's one I haven't heard of because we've looked into them and they're just so expensive. But Macroplate might – if it's a little – if it's not as bad as some of the other ones, it might be something I can pull off. Well, it's – so it's not like Blue Apron or any of that because it's the, – the food is already prepped for you. Mm-hmm. And you just reheat it. But okay. It breaks everything down um, by macronutrients, so by carb, fat, and protein. Okay. And um, it you you can modify it to your dietary restrictions if you're um, gluten free or anything like that. But 
a price per meal is cheaper than the Blue Aprons or the Hello Freshes or the Sun Baskets. Um, and you don't have to cook it. You don't have to prep it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's about $10 a meal. So that is a little expensive. And I think the minimum amount of meals you can order is six or eight per week. So you are, and are they delivered on a weekly basis or delivered on a daily basis? Bi-weekly, so twice a week. So twice a week. Okay. Yeah, okay. De- uh, depending on how much you order. Like if you order – like they have plans where you can order three meals a day for six days a week. Mm-hmm. They will deliver three times a week. Um, But I was doing two meals a day, five days a week. So lunches and dinners for when I was at work. That's uh, that's okay. not bad because again, I like I said, our, our dinners right now are going out to eat anyway, which easily we spend more than ten dollars. So if if it's I mean, and I'm assuming these are are if you say six meals, that's six one serving meals. That's not six meals for two people. Correct. Correct. Okay. So so if it's ten dollars a meal, that actually might be doable simply because we're already spending a lot of money eating out and we're not getting the healthiest stuff anyway. So that might be a, uh, that might be a good option. We're going to look into that. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you some information afterwards. It's not for everybody. I know after a while I stopped ordering it because it's, it just, just when I realized that I no longer, cause my wife was getting her own. She didn't want to do the macro plate. She started doing freshly. Okay. And so I realized, well, if I'm ordering this just for me, why don't I just cook for just me? Right. And that'll be cheaper. And so when we stopped ordering the same food service, I just started cooking. And the reason I did this is because I was spending an hour, hour and a half cooking every night. When I got home from work, I would eat and then immediately go to bed. And I would have no time to do anything else. Um, so then we did these meal plans just so, okay, pop it in the microwave for two minutes and eat. And then I can actually like relax and, you know, talk with my wife and do whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so now I just cook on Sundays for the entire week and it's actually been a lot more cost effective. And in my mind, it feels a lot healthier, even though macro plate is healthy because it does break things up by the macros. So you know exactly what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, and I can eat more because the meals are, the meals are, what, what, I don't want to say small. They're like the proper serving size, Mm -hmm. but like if there's days where I'm starving, then one meal doesn't do it for me. Yeah, that's because the other the other problem we have is you know my, my husband has IBS and so the the things that are best for him are the things that we're all not supposed to have so like plain white rice, um, red meats, uh, not a lot of vegetables especially things like broccoli or or Brussels sprouts or anything that's cruciferous. It, it, it's it, it makes it it makes it challenging. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we have to, we have to juggle that, but the macro plate sounds like it might be something that, that we can do. But at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to, again, taking a day on the weekend and saying, all right, we're dedicating ourselves to 
cooking the meals for this week or, or at least prepping them. Because it's not even the cooking that takes that much time. It's the prep. Yes, it's the chopping, it's the mixing, and it's the whatever. Yeah, and after after six six because I'm a, uh, for those people who do not know me, I'm a, a high school teacher. For those of you know, for after a six hour day with with teenagers, and then an hour and a half at least drive in, an hour and a half drive home. Like the last thing I want to do is cook, <laughs> so you know it, it has to be simple, and that's we haven't found the magic bullet for that yet. But you know that's why I think. You know, if I can start with just breakfasts and then move on to dinners and then eventually take out the or, or at least find a healthy snack for a while. I was getting and I, I'm going to pick those up when we go grocery shopping later today. Um, I, I'd get a bag of frozen fruit and then I'd have just like less than a cup of frozen fruit because it takes a while to kind of like you, I eat them like popsicles basically. Oh, yeah. And that's a hell of a lot better than having, you know, a, a quart of ice cream or Girl Scout cookies or, you know, it, but it gives, it satisfies that I'm winding down for the day and I want a snack thing. No, absolutely. And that's, that's a very, very, that's actually a very good substitute. If, yeah. You know, if you, if you need that frozen type treat, yeah, um, exactly. eating, eating frozen food is perfect. And I wanted to say for the, for your morning meal, like oatmeal and a banana, man. I don't know how you feel about bananas, but I love bananas, but again, I have to grab it and go. And so, um, so what, what Jaime had suggested is, you know, there are, there are ways you can make oatmeal shakes so that I can just drink it on the way out. And, and that helps because it's, it's hard to eat oatmeal while you're driving. <laughs> I don't know that that's advisable. <laughs> that's true. Bananas are e- are pretty easy to eat while driving. This is true. So, um, I very much recommend recommend the banana. Banana. Uh, I so I want to move into more of a geeky geeky realm. Um, what if you could have a weird superpower? What would it be? A weird superpower. Like, I'm talking, like, the the stuff that I've brought up on this podcast is one of the superpowers I would like is when I shout at the television for whoever I'm shouting at to actually hear me and react accordingly. <laughs> um, um, I think I would like to to be able to remotely, like, clairvoyantly time travel. Like going and being like we see all these different shows that that you don't want to go back in time because you'll change things and ruin the world and and everything. And I I think it would be cool, though, to to kind of just astral project myself into the past and kind of watch things as they happened. Um, So I think that would be probably my first choice as far as superpowers go. I mean, I'd and I'd go I'd go way back. I'd go let's let's go check on the Vikings. Let's go check on uh, ancient Egypt. Let's see what's going on in Greece in the in the times of the, you know, the great philosophers. I think that would be a lot of fun to do. Oh, very cool. Um, That's actually that reminds me of uh, we were talking on your podcast uh, a little bit ago, but the the magician's book series, a character becomes this t- kind of like spirit and ends up going mm-hmm. back and just watches the beginning, the origins of the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be awesome. So that was really cool. And that's what that reminded me of. Um, and then I also liked our superpower that we discussed. If our superpower would be 
having as much money as we wanted to go into a comic shop and buy anything we wanted and then also having the time to read it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want the I want I, actually in all honesty, I want the I want the superpower of retirement. <laughs> I want the superpower the superpower of of financially uh independent and able to to just devote my time to getting myself healthy and playing video games and catching up on all the media that I have neglected. Oh, that is such a see, that's well, that is a strange superpower. It's also very, very practical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you into right now? Like, what are some of your uh, favorite things that you're nerding out on right now? Uh, the two biggest things that I think I'm nerding out about right now is uh, I am huge into Heroes of the Storm, which is a MOBA by Blizzard. I went to BlizzCon back in November, and it's the first time that I have understand understood sports fans. Like I've I I, <laughs> I grew up with I I went to USC. My both my parents went to USC, so I I was going to football games when I was seven. Like I get the sports, I understand sports. I know how a lot of the games are played. I'm like I I always I'm one of those people, and I've tried very hard to stop doing this because everybody's allowed their geekdom, and sports fans are just sports geeks like that's what it is but uh i'm trying to not be the guy who says sports ball because i feel like it's it's uh diminishing their love of their thing and so i'm trying very hard not to do that but i do tend to be that person that's like i get it but yay sports ball it's just not my thing uh but i having that experience of watching something that you're also proficient in and i think that's what's always been the disconnect for me i can't go out and play football like it's just not going to end well for me <laughs> i can't go out and play basketball like it's it's not something i enjoy it's not something i'm good at um and so watching other people do it doesn't excite me but sitting in a place where they're playing esports live and everybody cheering and understanding where they're making mistakes and the nuances of what the the players are doing really elevated the experience for me and I'm like oh my god I understand what sports is this is what people who who really get the game and enjoy the game um this is what they experience so I've been I've been streaming as much um esports as I can get my hands on um when I do have some time to play I've been playing uh as much uh Heroes of the Storm as I can play. I'm not great at it, but I'm I'm trying to learn as much about it as I can so I get better. And it's been a long time since I've wanted to be better at a video game. I think the last time I've really pushed myself to be good at a video game was back in when I was raiding um Wrath of the Lich King um in WoW. And so so that's something that I've just been like full throttle geeking out about is I've been consuming as much media and as much and as many guides as I can about Heroes of the Storm. That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. And and I, I enjoy how you've connected a passion that you have with kind of a passion that other people have that you didn't understand previously. Yeah, yeah, and and I I I forget where I heard it or or who who I heard it from, and I I, I th- I've had multiple people because my my podcast is all about geeking out about things, uniting people about what they're geeky about, you know, just because you like Star Wars and I like Star Trek doesn't mean that we can't be friends because we're still geeking out about something, and I I. I have been accused of and rightfully so of kind of ragging on my husband for not being a geek. But he is. He's a geek about weather and he's a geek about geography. And just because he's not a geek about 
the stuff that I'm a geek about doesn't mean that the geekiness isn't valid. And, and somebody said the same thing about yay sports ball. It's like, you know, that's somebody's fandom, that somebody's geeky pursuit. And, and, and by going yay sports ball, you're kind of diminishing that. So I've, I've tried to be very conscious about, you know, practicing what I preach and going, no, it's, it's awesome that you love that so much. And it might not be my thing, but good on you for, for being excited about something. Oh yeah. And I don't know, like I, obviously I've done that to people. Um, and I, I've actually been more cognizant of it recently, but obviously that stuff's been done to me. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know how my wife does it. She must be a saint because I will like from August through the first Sunday in February, all I'm talking about is fantasy football. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact she does not care at all. <laughs> but every time I bring it up, she's engaged, she's present, she's excited for me. And it's it's really, really kind of incredible. Well, um, yeah, so no, it's it's and it's cool when your your spouse or significant other it, it makes that effort to be excited about something you want to be excited about. Like this morning, I was on puppy duty while my husband was taking a shower because Ollie is at an age where he wants to be with you all the time, and so that means that either he's going to try and get into the shower with you, or he's going to pound on the glass and check on making sure you're okay because you're in this big box with water coming all over you. What, what's going on? So, um, so I, I went out into our lounge. I hooked up my computer to the TV and was watching some esports while I had him on the lap. He got a little antsy. So we, we put him back in his crate. His, his freedom time was, was done. But then <laughs> my, my husband joined me outside and, and, you know, started asking me questions about what I was watching and, we were, you know, I was kind of explaining it to him as he went and I don't think he cared about it at all, but he was, he was interested enough in me that he was willing to give what I like to try. And I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, see, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I will say two, two things. Um, one of the fandoms that rarely I have experienced any well actually in is bronies. Okay. Um, everybody is just, like, you have your favorites, you know, I have my favorites, but everyone is kind of like, there's just this thing that we love, and there's like no Chewbacca's from Kashyyyk, not Endor type correction stuff happening. Mm hmm And it's just, it's a really great fandom. I encourage everybody, if you need a, if you need a amazing accepting fandom, become a brony. Uh, <laughs> and it's just very positive. Like the, the message in the, the show itself is just very positive. So, Oh yeah. We can yeah. use that right now. Yeah. And then, um, on this fantasy football thing, I was listening to this, uh, new podcast. Um, I've actually been listening to them for six or seven months now, but it's, um, almost better than silence and it's a gaming podcast. And one of them was talking about this. It's like a football simulator game, but mixed with D and D. Mm -hmm. So like you, if you're, if, forgive me if you don't understand any of these sports terms. Um, if your quarterback needs to throw to your wide receiver, you will 
roll a dice to see if he can evade a defender, and then you'll roll a dice to see if it can power up the throw, and then you'll roll a die to see if the wide receiver gets like a power boost or becomes a dragon to eat the other defender um, <laughs> to, to catch the ball. So it was, I need to figure out what the name of it was, but it sounded absolutely incredible. See, that stuff is awesome because it bridges, it's it's like your podcast, it bridges the gaps. And, and I think we need more of that because I think people, we, Dungeons and Dragons is one of those things that I think is still a little bit on the fringe. People who are, are, feeling more comfortable with geek culture uh they're they're starting to you know that's the last handout they're like oh wow dungeons and dragons i don't know that i'm I'm geeky enough to go there uh and it sounds like that's a good way to to bridge that gap well yeah and then there's a i i got in touch with these guys um i think it's called dragons and gridirons and it's similar but it's not a video game it's a fantasy football simulator and so but you'll get power-ups and you have to choose which of your players to use that power-up for so it's it's fantasy football meets D&D without so much of the dice rolling you just kind mm-hmm. of I at least I think I don't know they're in beta right now or actually they're in alpha right now um but I've been talking with them, and hopefully uh, more towards when. I think they're going to launch a Kickstarter, and more towards when the, the next football season starts. We're going to get them on here, so I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah, anything that can bridge those gaps I think is important, especially right now. Yeah, and then uh, I'm planning on – what else are you doing that's geeky? Anything else? Um, the, the, the two other, other things, I, I'm big into podcasts and, and it's kind of a good transition because we're talking about, um, Dungeons and Dragons. I've been listening to the Adventure Zone podcast, which is, um, three brothers, the McAvoys and, uh, their father, uh, one of the brothers DMs. And it's just a live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. But basically these guys go in and their characters are the most horrible people in this universe. Like they're terrible to the NBC NPCs. They are, um, and, and it's not because they're, they're, they're just oblivious. They're oblivious to what they're doing and it's hilarious. And they, they'll add all these pop culture references that automatically become canon and it's one of those few podcasts that I have consistently laughed out loud at. It's <laughs> I cannot I cannot recommend it enough. Excellent, that's awesome. I will check that out. Although you and I both have so many podcasts that we podcasts that we want to a create and b listen to. Yeah, well, and and as far as as podcasts that we create, you know, I'm, I'm doing State of the Geek, and I, I haven't even talked about this with Kelly, but. Um, now, as I said, I'm an English teacher, and my school is really pushing writing. Not that writing is not important, but they're putting a particularly strong emphasis on it this year. And they want the kids to write, 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 write. And I figured I could either approach this as, all right, here's a boring prompt that you don't care about, and maybe two or three of you will have something to say about it, and I have to read all the same paper over and over again that nobody cares about, including me. Or I can take something that I do know, which is blogging, and I can introduce it to my students. And so basically for the entire first semester, uh, they did a minimum of 10 blog posts on any topic that they wanted to. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, some of them are amazing. Some of them are honestly professional 
I, I feel professional quality. And so there are actually a couple of students that I am, I am talking to about, uh, tapping, tapping them to come and do posts on the state of the geek, geek blog because I have one who did a politics blog and he's very liberal, but they were so well covered and he, he kept it so bipartisan during the election, even though he was just like gritting his teeth when he had to write something, you know, not horrible about the conservatives. Um, <laughs> he, he like he did an amazing job. And then I have another student who was writing about kind of human rights issues and and way to look ways to look at them. And I'm like, you know, both of you are very geeky in addition to being very politically minded. Is this something you guys want to do? And so I think, you know, starting up in another month or so, I'm going to have a couple of my students writing for uh, my blog. I'm, ta- I'm taking a cue from you and uh, and uh, farming out my material to others so that I don't have to do the writing. <laughs> Outsourcing is amazing. And you'll be so surprised at how big your uh, network is. Mm-hmm. And I say I say network not in the sense of, because I hate the term networking, mm-hmm. I just couldn't think of a better word for the name of all the people you know and all the people they know. Right. So, which I consider that's a network. Um, and you'll always be surprised how many people are looking for an opportunity to do something they're passionate about but don't either don't know how to start it or don't haven't thought about actually starting it. Right. So like, you know, your students that are going to uh, blog for you or the people who I've gotten to blog for me, all of them wanted to start a nerdy, you know, pop culture type blog. They all wanted an avenue to, to write about, you know, they just didn't have, they didn't want to put the time into creating a website. They didn't want to, or they didn't have the time. They didn't want the opportunity to do it themselves. They just needed, you know, they just needed an avenue. Right. And the way I've thought about it is I, I went 10 and they went 90, you know, mm-hmm. they just needed someone to do that little kickstart for them. Well, and sometimes it's the idea of like, and and I've certainly felt this way, and I've I've neglected blogs on both my podcasts. You know, I it's, <laughs> usually, it's really just a place for me to post my podcast episodes, but I I do spend a lot of time on my podcast, so I don't feel so bad. But I would like to have more content for people to check out, and I think it's that idea of oh my god, it's so overwhelming to have to deliver content on a regular basis, but writing a post for you every other week, I can manage. And so I think that's a little bit of what stops people is going, okay, if I have to do this by myself and I have to put out, you know, five posts a week, every week for the rest of eternity, like I'm never going to be able to do this. But once a week, once every other week is so much more manageable. And so it brings that anxiety level down and it makes it just so much more accessible for everybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's like before I was writing one blog a week and not really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And it was a struggle to meet that deadline every week. Whereas like other people are coming to me and they're like, I want to do a guest post. I want to write for you. Um, 
Rachel, my friend Rachel, is constantly texting me. She's like, what do you think about this for my next whatever? And I'm like, I love it. Do it. Like, yeah. let me know what days you're going to post and I will, I will figure that out, you know? Yeah. And, and so, for, yeah. Yeah. For me, and, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know why I hadn't thought of it earlier, but I, I, I'm an English teacher. <laughs> I have spitting <laughs> out 140 students every year that go on to the college's in other parts of their life, it's like I should be able to find a student a year that I'm like, you know what, you're you're a good writer. You why don't you write for my blog? And um, it's just it's a good opportunity for them. It's a good opportunity for me. So I, I think that is the direction we will be heading. Well, and I want to say the the hardest part is empowering the people you ask to say no, mm-hmm. because like. Nobody who's none of your friends want to tell you no. Right. So they will make, even if it's a small sacrifice, they will make a personal sacrifice to do something for you because you're their friend, they don't want to disappoint you, whatever reason. Whereas if you empower someone to have the freedom to answer however they want, you're going to get a better product like yeah you know when people if people ask me to do something and i kind of feel guilted into doing it i put subconsciously i'll put in less effort absolutely yeah and so it's really empowering those people to be like look like if you say no that's okay i don't think no means you don't like me i don't think no means you don't want to do it or you don't have time to do it. No just means no. Yeah, and uh, I have I have gone through uh you know quite quite a few months of of therapy to discover that that it is okay to say no to people because ultimately that's what needs to be done. You can't um you can't always say yes cuz eventually you end up burning yourself out and it it doesn't result in anything at all positive. So no, that is, that is a very important life lesson that more people need to learn. Saying no is a, is a, is a good thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to, I wanted to bring up the, what we did to work out nerd out this week. This has kind of been like the entire podcast, but I wanted to do the entire, the, just the, the proper section. So mm-hmm. is there, is there anything you've specifically done to, uh, workout and then nerd out did you have your physical training this week personal training i did have my personal training this week and because uh my husband's recovering from from jaw surgery uh he uh it was just me and and jaime and he kicked my butt this week it it was i i could definitely tell the difference between uh a workout on a full night's rest and a workout on not a full night's rest and it made such a big difference um so, so that was, that was the big thing. I did walk to, to my food, I think three out of the five days. One day I have a meeting, uh, every week. So I, I usually go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because Fridays okay. we don't usually do like either somebody brings it to me or I zip out because I don't have, I don't have the same schedule on Friday as I do the rest of the, the okay. week. But those were my, those were my big, uh, workout nerd outs, um, are my workouts, uh, got those in. What was your nerd out? Uh, my nerd out was was definitely this morning with my husband and my dog watching esports. That That's, that was that was that was that was good times for me. 
I, I enjoyed that immensely. Ah, phenomenal. Um, How about my, you? My workout, I did, I did hit the gym. I've slacked off the last two days, but I did hit the gym and do the pretty much the entire routines that I had planned for myself, which are a little time intensive, usually around an hour and a half to, to complete everything to satisfaction. Um, sometimes I have to speed things up and I, you know, to get, to get to work on time. So that was my workout. Uh, my nerd out is I'm actually, I haven't done it yet, but tonight I'm meeting up with a couple of friends and we're going to, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the previous podcast with you or earlier in this podcast. So if it's a repeat listeners, I'm sorry. It's been a very hectic day. Um, <laughs> this I'm is playing... his third, this is his third podcast today. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I am playing Kingdom Death Monster, which is, Essentially, it's a D&D tabletop, but me and some friends are going to do it uh, online via a tabletop simulator. And it's just, it's supposed to be the most expansive role-playing game of, like, all time. And apparently, it's really exceptionally violent and just really kind of... Apparently, there's a high squick factor. If people don't know what squick means, it means, like... <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that. All right. I try. I try. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm nerding out about right now. Uh, no, I don't think there is. I got nothing. Um, but yeah, is there anything else going on? Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to talk geek to or state of the geek wise? Um, I, I, I think that's it. I, I don't have a long term plan for like bef- before. For for the past year, I have had Geektitude scheduled out like a month to two months ahead of time. Oh wow! And and when that started falling off around the holidays, I didn't replenish my my queue of guests. And so right now, I'm kind of doing week to week. And in some ways, it's very stressful because it's like, oh my god, I hope I have a uh, a guest for next week. But in some ways, it's very liberating because it's kind of like I can get anybody I want on next week, and and I'm I'm kind of liking it. So I think I'm going to try and find some time this week to to build that queue up because it does it does help with the long term planning. But I'm I'm also kind of just thinking that the next month or two, with with a few exceptions, is just going to be previous guests that I want to catch up with. There you go, man. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm loving that that feel. It feels a little bit more, um, you know, every once in a while when you have guests because I've had a lot of people ask to be on the show lately, and and it's wonderful. It's exciting to to meet these new people. But there's that little bit of social anxiety with people you don't know. How's this episode gonna be? You know. Am I gonna am I gonna come off you know as a good host for them? Are they gonna be good guests for me? Where if I go back and and catch up uh, with some old friends, I think it, it's there's a little less stress right now, and I think that's that's kind of my theme for 2017 is <laughs> self care, low stress, survive survive the Trump apocalypse. That's that's <laughs> kind of the that's kind of the direction we're going. <laughs> And I, I definitely think that's important. And if somebody falls through last minute, you know you can always count on me. I will do everything I can, and we'll make it work. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know, we we had absolutely no plan for my episode today, and I think it was probably one of our better, one of my better episodes. So 
I agree. Um, what are you looking forward to? This is going out February 15th, so happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, what are you looking forward to in the near future, uh, either nerd-wise, podcast-wise? Um, I cannot wait for um, Iron Fist. Very, oh, yeah. very, very excited about Iron Fist. So excited about Iron Fist. Uh, I am tentatively excited for the Nintendo Switch. I haven't had a console in a very long time, and I'm I'm trying to make the final decision as to whether or not I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Have they released a price point? Yeah, I want to say it's around two fifty, two seventy five. Okay, that's... for console, that's not bad. No, no, it's not. Uh, I'm, that's, it's, I, I, yeah, yeah, I have, the last console I got was, I think, my Wii, so it's like I skipped the Wii U, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, I'm actually looking forward to the Switch, I don't know if we'll be getting it, though. Yeah, and I think, I think mostly I'm just looking forward to getting, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to my puppy being a little bit more independent, (laughs) not having to watch him pill everywhere. Um, so, so that I, I can enjoy just kind of, cause I, the, the previous dogs that I have had have come to me as an adult. This is the first puppy ah. I've ever had. And so I, I'm very much looking forward to being able to just chill like we did this morning, but that only lasted for maybe 20 minutes. And for him, that was long 20 minutes of yeah. just chilling on the couch together was beautiful. I'm, I'm looking forward to longer, longer stretches of that. When, when he pees in the house, you are remembering to put him outside immediately after, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. No. He he knows. He knows when when he when he has to go. He's pretty good about going to the door and sniffing at the door that we take him out to. Today he had a little bit of an accident right in front of the door, and the door was open. So I think it's a, you know, I'm just being distracted kind of thing. And so we're yeah. we're gonna go out. We're gonna hose out his area. Make sure it's kind of refreshed and clean. And you know, it's it's a. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a, it's a labor of love. It is a labor of love, and he's just the most adorable thing. I, I posted <laughs> on my social media. I'm sure you've seen it. The there's a a iPad app that has a little like squeak toy that runs around, and we put that on the floor, and he just goes crazy on it. Like he goes ham on this thing, and it, it's it's just adorable. So I, I I I will argue with anybody that he is the cutest puppy in the world. <laughs> I would love to do that with my dog because I know she would just get a kick out of it, but she's also a 50-pound pit bull, and she would probably <laughs> break the iPad. It's all about the OtterBox cases. Yeah, right. It's all about the OtterBox cases. Um, I want to say I'm super excited. I just got the first trade of Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, um, and so I'm excited to dive into that after I finish uh, the latest volume of Sex Criminals. That's one of the things I'm really excited about right now. Um, I'm excited to hear what you think of it because I've read a couple of of the issues and I I like it, but I am also a huge Scooby Doo fan, so yeah. um, so I can see where people will like a, a friend of mine. You've met Rob, my friend Rob. Yes. Um, he he read one issue and he was just like, I couldn't get past the art. I didn't like it. I'm done. And I'm like, oh wow. And he he usually gives things a good a good couple of issues before he gives up on it. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it just wasn't his jam and that I'm not just looking at it through mega fanboy glasses. Okay. Uh, what else am I excited about? Uh, I am excited for the Super Bowl tomorrow. Um, I'm, I am rooting for the Falcons just because I can. 
Um, I hate, <laughs> I hate the Patriots. Uh, I cannot stand them. Um, what else? I think I, I, I'm looking forward to, I have all the currently released issues of Dark Knight 3, the Master Race. Okay. So I'm very, uh, I'm very much looking forward to opening that. And then I got the Fight Club 2 trade paperback that collects all 10 issues that I'm excited to dive into. Uh, I'm a huge Chuck Palahniuk fan. I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't. Yeah, huge, like, um, ever since I read Fight Club and his, I read Fight Club after I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was actually one of the last, actually, no. It was one of the last Palahniuk books I read. I read Invisible Monsters, and that book was just, just so good. One of my favorite books that he's ever done. Um, and then I went back and read Fight Club, and whenever I heard him, he gave an interview once where he saw the movie, and he saw the ending to the movie, and his instant reaction was, wow, I wish I wrote it that way. <laughs> so, um, if anyone's curious, the ending of the movie is far better than the book. Uh, but well, yes. that's, a, that's a rare thing. That's really a rare thing. Yes, yes it is, but, um, so yeah, that's what I'm currently looking forward to, as well as, obviously, Iron Fist, and then, uh, we talked a little bit about The Magicians, I want to start that sci-fi show, and then, uh, I really hope that I'm getting close to The Get Down Part 2. I don't know what that is. The, oh, man, The Get Down, mm-hmm. it was kind of about the beginning of hip-hop in the 19... 19- 70s and so it it kind of follows um grandmaster flash and some other beginning rappers coming up in the 1970s and it deals a lot with racism and new york in the 1970s in harlem um when they were trying to kind of like either just destroy Harlem or, like, get it super gentrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's really a great show. The cast is 99% um, unknown minority. So there's, like, no white people in this show. Um, and it's phenomenal. It's, like, every everybody who's acting. I say a lot of unknowns, but one of the main adult characters is uh Jimmy Smith's not Jimmy Smith's Jimmy Smith's it is Jimmy Smith's um if you know who Jimmy Smith's is if you don't know who Jimmy Smith's is then don't worry about it <laughs> no i know who Jimmy Smith's is um great companion to Luke Cage is it yeah like i mean totally different but very like Invoked some similar feels. That's 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 cool. I mean, like I I I love Luke Cage, so I I don't know how you felt about it all, but I I thought it was I thought it was a really strong show. Um, it's probably one of my it's probably my favorite of the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah, definitely mine up to this point. Yeah, um, but the get down is really good. It's only six. It's six episodes. But each episode varies from, like, 40 minutes to an hour and a half. 
Oh, wow. Because when it started, it's it's done by Baz Luhrmann. <clears throat> um, it's very much Netflix is like, make an episode to tell your story. And he's got six episodes, and he takes a various amount of time to tell his story in each episode. But each episode is great, you know? So it's not like he's beholden to the 42-minute network hour-long TV show. That's awesome. I, we, more shows need to be like that. They really do. I, I can't proclaim that more. I, I know I'm a broken record on my show, but we need to go to the British version of television and just like tell the story in as many episodes as it takes and take out all the filler. Agreed. Absolutely wholeheartedly agreed. Um, so, yes, The Get Down. I recommend it highly. Awesome. The Get Down. Yeah. And the music's really good. It's really good in it. All right. Uh, is there anything? Oh, um, do you have a nerd or fitness resource or app that helps you fulfill your goals? I know you said you meditate uh, 10 minutes a day. And are you using Headspace for that? Or? I am using Headspace for that. And I, I love it. Uh, I am. I missed three days in the last 45 Oh, that's not um, bad. So that's go. pretty good. And it was it was the the three days that it was the day my husband had his surgery and the two days after because it was I was juggling sick husband and puppy, so it just didn't happen. But um, the other one that um, Jaime has me using, which I absolutely love, um, well, I guess I love to hate because it's my I have to to log all my all my nutrition in it is the My Fitness Pal. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I can't say things. that I love it, but it it is it is a useful resource. Excellent, excellent. And where can all the beautiful people connect with you? Uh, the beautiful people inside and out can connect with me at joehogan at geektitude.com if they want to send me an email. Uh, they can tweet me at geektitude for that show or uh, at Epic Grays for me personally. And then uh, State of the Geek is at stateofthegeek.com, and I think we're at State of the Geek on Twitter. I don't think there's a the there. I'm pretty sure you're at State of Geek, a State of the Geek. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's, you know, it's like one of those things where you don't, you don't call yourself, so you don't know your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Uh, and do you have one piece of parting advice for everyone out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast? Parting advice? Uh, um, stick with it. Like, no matter what, you know, change little things at a time, uh, whether it be getting better at something, losing weight, working out, reading more, whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish – just just find the, the pace that is going to work for you that will allow you to keep at it. Excellent, excellent. I love that. Uh, everyone, take, please take that to heart. And thank you for coming on this awesome journey of 50 episodes. Joe, thank you for helping us start with episode one. Uh, <laughs> you weren't on episode one, but you definitely helped me get episode one out there. So I absolutely appreciate that. Uh, and thank you for being our wonderful special guest on episode 50, man. Well, and again, thank you so much for having me. I, I, I am truly honored that you picked me for episode 50 because I, I consider that a big deal. So, so thank uh, you. 
I can imagine no other. (laughs) All right. And everyone, thank you again for listening. Um, And we're looking forward to... to the next 50 with all of you. All Absolutely. All out there. Um, thank you so much, and work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.